1: There, oh, there, here we go. There. On a Monday, Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the KSHB Studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Glad to be with you. Chuck Esposito is going to join us from Sunset Station, kicking off a brand new week, racing towards the first full week of NFL preseason football. The Olympics are behind us. Golf's gonna be wild coming up. We got the FedEx Cup playoffs, we got the Ryder Cup, hockey training camps in five weeks, the NBA. After everybody puts their gazillion dollars in a coffee can and buries it, they'll come out and play hoops again, Stevie.
2: Hey, wait, off of the weekend performance by Hunter English, or, uh, Harris English, unfortunately, w- w- would you look be looking to fade him in, in the FedEx Cup now? Do you think that, that, that that's going to be in his head, that that will linger? Uh, no, honestly.
1: I, I think... I think he can battle back. I think it was awful what happened to him. He had a four shot lead. And the thing that was really sickening if you're Harris English in that golf tournament, nobody was doing anything. Right. The guys that ended up in the playoff posted scores an hour and a half before they were in. Right. And English, two double bogeys. On par threes on the back nine. And it was funny. It makes sense. They said it didn't bode well for him. He had a whatever. He had a great shot in 18 to get into the playoff. Missed it. But was that about a 9, 10-footer? Yeah. But they had said in the, I guess they call it the shot link era, where, you know, you go to pgatour.com, tracks everybody's shots. Right. Or, so I'm thinking, was that a decade-ish? I don't know.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Say no one has ever won a PGA Tour event taking two double bogeys on the back nine on a Sunday. I mean, it makes sense.
2: Yeah, sure, absolutely.
1: But what? it was an unravel job that uh, he shanked the one into the water. But what happened was he's playing in the final group with Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. They got put on the clock, so I get. You know, I, I say no. He showed up and did an interview. Which one? English. Okay. He, he did an interview after that while they were getting ready to go play the playoff. Okay. He stepped up to the plate, and he went out there, and he didn't have to do that. Right. And he said, no, he said, you know, I hit the shots. And he alluded to it once, but it was brought out of him more by the questions. But they were put on the clock. But he is a very methodical – these guys are such creatures of habit. They control their breathing. They control – especially when your adrenaline's flowing – you walk slower. You you want, you know, pace yourself. Well, but he's playing with Bryson DeChambeau, who's hitting it all over God's green earth, getting rulings here and there, and they fell a hole and a half behind the group ahead of them. They got put on the clock. Is this is a rule. I know we'll talk to Cam Stewart about this. He, Cam's going to join us later in the week, and Cam's going to come on with us on Wednesday. We'll pick his brain on this. But I just don't understand why... The group gets put on the clock. If the if shambos the one causing the issue, like if English is in the middle of the fairway and he's standing there waiting to hit a shot, waiting on the other guy, but they put the group on the clock where they both will be penalized.
2: That's wrong. I understand that. I I also don't. Now, I, I understand you. you there's a, there needs to be a pace of play, and and the network wants to get out at six o'clock Eastern. Um, you know da 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 da. Yada yada yada. If, if you, but did you why, just yada yada golf? I, I did, but why? Th- this is the fourth round of a golf tournament. Everybody's watching this. Why? Why do that to the? Who cares if it takes an extra hour? I'm going to watch it. Right? Well, they, I,
1: believe me, dollars,
2: money, TV. So they can sell
1: more advertising. No, you're missing. you you're missing the point. I, I guess I am, but no, I no no. I'm well. I mean, not the point. The point you're missing. Is CBS has their Network. evening news in right. 60 minutes? Okay, all right. Right? Yes. So if it drags on and on, yes,
2: we'll see it, yeah. but they will switch over to the golf channel. Okay, how about this? How about and start starting at noon Pacific time? They start at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And then these guys can take a little more time if they want to. They're playing. Well, they're, I know. I, no. Just,
1: no. Okay. I don't want to see these guys. And by the way, I will say this. I get very frustrated with golf per television producers because, especially with the betting, you've got matchups, and a lot of times you'll get a guy they haven't shown him all day, you know. And then all of a sudden, the guy gets four birdies in a row, and he posts a score and wins a tournament. and They never showed the guy. Right. I don't want to see just because they're in the final group. I don't want to see these guys walking around looking at their green books. There are other golf shots being hit. I mean, when they in a golf tournament, you're watching a golf tournament. And say, Hey, let's go to 15, Stevie. Why do you think they're going to 15? The guy's about to hit a 35-foot pop. What do you think is
2: going to happen? It's going to go in. It's going in? Yeah. Show me the golf. Right. So don't show me guys walking around reading. But show me the golf. I, I, I get it. I, I I felt bad for English in this regard. Th- this tournament means so much to him. Give him a little extra time. It would
1: have been his third win of the year. He'd be in the Player of the Year discussion. FedEx Cup points, all the kind of stuff. But he hit the shot, Steve. I no, it's fair.
2: He, that's true. You know. But I but I I don't I don't like him sprinting the tees. That that's not no, fair that to the guy. is
1: wrong. No doubt about it. Chuck Esposito is going to join us. Underway here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204, Grid Radio Network, KSHP in Las Vegas.
0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Glad to be back with you here. Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204 Sports Group Radio Network from the KSHP Studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Lunchtime, buddy. Lunchtime. I'm hungry. John Smith subs 9701 West Flamingo. Tomorrow's Buy One Sub, Get One Free, any size. 6 p.m. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's 5 after me. 6.
2: Yeah. I thought it was buy one, get one all the time on Tuesday.
1: No? Yeah. And okay. Tonight, weeknights, okay. after 6 p.m., the 16 subs are five bucks. Say hi to David. Screaming deal. Yeah. And Oasis 4955 South Decatur. You want to do your fantasy football draft there. The banquet room is outlandish. Great place to stage your fantasy football drafts over at Oasis. All right. On a Monday, he always jump starts the week with us, and we're thrilled he can. Our pal Chuck Esposito now joining us from his cozy, cushy digs over at Red Rock. How you doing, man?
3: I'm doing well, boys. How are you today? Outstanding. You getting all settled in? I, I am. I am. It's a beautiful sports book, beautiful property, uh phenomenal team here, and uh, yeah, just getting uh, kind of familiar with everything, and it's exciting to be here, and I uh, look forward to all the good stuff moving forward.
1: You give me inferiority complex. You know, yesterday afternoon, I'm bopping around a little bit, I said, you know, I'll run over and say hi to Chuck and you know bet the double at Delmar, give you a call think you're in the bag and you're like yeah I just left.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry buddy, you know long week and had to, had a few things I had to do and son had a hockey game and just was uh was cutting out a little bit in the afternoon but all catch good your
1: stuff. breath baby you got to and so <laughs> we're ready to go here with the first full week of preseason football Chuck. Are you starting to see the betters coming at you on week one across the board? Are there select games? Or is this because people are so hungry for it? Is week one of, let me ask you this, is week one of preseason a bigger handle than week three just because football's returned?
3: I think so, B. Um, you know, I, I think you're already seeing. You know, teams that are saying that certain guys are going to play or aren't going to play. Um, I love the way it's, you know, kind of spread out with, I mean, two games on Thursday and and three on Friday. And then, you know, a host of games then, you know, over the weekend on Saturday. And, um, you know, I think you have one game on Sunday as well. Um, It's fun. I mean, I think from our side, it's uh, it's great to have football back and everything that goes with it. We've added so many, um, you know, new betting options. Uh, as far as individual player props and and uh, and head-to-head matchups and you know quarterbacks, touchdowns and yardage and running back and receiver, that I think now when you have a full slate like Week One, everybody's kind of into it. So I think it's a, it's a win-win for us and the guests. How about those
1: props specifically, Chuck? You you know, go right back to the instant Stafford signs with the Rams. You put up over under twenty-eight and a half touchdown passes for Stafford, and you react to signings, news, notes, Rodgers shows up, okay, stuff for Rodgers. But the props, the season-long type of things, is there a steady flow of action on those, or does that really, really spike right the week of uh, the season?
3: I think we're starting to see that now guys. I think now that you know you, you watch so many different um you know sports related shows or channels or you know podcasts or or things that you can read. It's all about football and fantasy football. And, you know, I think so everybody is kind of in tuned right now um, to all these storylines about if it's Saquon being activated and might play in the preseason, if it's, you know, Josh Rosen taking a step back and all the young quarterback battles, if it's Trey Lance against Jimmy Garoppolo or Justin Fields against Andy Dalton or Mac Jones against Cam Newton. I think all this stuff has become conversation. And, and I can't stress enough that the more this is in your faith and there's such a correlation with being able to to watch a game and, and bet on a game that with the increased TV coverage uh, for preseason I think you're going to really see uh, an uptick in handle across the board and and I, I know I said it when we spoke uh, last week guys but I think you're going to have at least a, a the same as or a greater handle on three preseason weeks this year than you did on four in 2019.
2: How about this uh, Saquon Barkley, Uh, expected to be activated today, expected to practice today. Maybe not uh, available week one, we'll see, but he's definitely going to play this year for the Giants. And and Jones, the quarterback, uh, has another year of seasoning under his belt now. How about these New York Giants uh, this year in in that division? No one really standing out in that division, in my mind. Uh, The Giants this year, a, a better year this year than last year, Chuck?
3: I think so. I think there's more pressure on them, guys. I think when you go in the off season and you, you, know, you, you add a, a big-name wide receiver like Kenny Galladay, um, we know that they've got a good young tight end, some other good wide receivers as much as well. I think it's you know you have to have a, a healthy Saquon Barkley. It just changed that entire offense without him. But I think now the time for Daniel Jones. I mean, he, you know, he, he's got enough time under his belt right now to see what he has. He's had some moments the last couple of years. I think everybody expected him to to kind of take that jump last year, which he didn't. Um, so I think this is a, a huge year uh, for the Giants and, and Saquon Barkley. I think you look at that division. We know that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a new quarterback in Washington. We know they've got a really good defense and some young offensive talented skill position players. Some major question marks. I think in in Philadelphia uh, is Jalen Hurts the guy? And we've heard you know the the rumors that they're tied to Deshaun Watson. And the Cowboys, on paper, look like the best team in the division. But you have to have a healthy Dak Prescott. Um, that offensive line has to stay healthy. They say Zeke's in tremendous shape. Um, that receiving core is awfully good with with Cooper and, and Gallup and Ceedee Lamb. But defensively, they have to be better. We know that they drafted defense, and um, you know with, with Micah Parsons, and you know they addressed that in the offseason. But I think that's the key. And you know, teams just don't repeat as division champs. In the NFC East, so um, I think it's kind of wide open for three of those teams. With maybe right now Philadelphia a step behind the other three.
1: Chuck, how are you going to treat the Colts? What are you going to do with these guys on the board?
3: Well, it's it, it, it's scary for them guys, and I, and I think when you look at the the AFC South, we've already seen you know um, people look at, at betting the Titans in the South. We've adjusted the Titans win total. Um, we had to take the, the Colts regular season wins down and. That was their question mark. I think you look at that offensive line, a defense that's anchored by Darius Leonard, um, young wide receivers there. You're getting Mack back in the mix with Jonathan Taylor. We know they can run the ball. But the major question mark was quarterback. Rivers did okay last year, still had some costly turnovers. Um, You know, Wentz was the guy. I mean, he was familiar with Frank Reich. They were together in Philadelphia um so he had a lot of success in that system without him and that offensive line quentin nelson goes down as well um they don't have a lot of veteran leadership at the quarterback position right now you're looking at brent hunley who they signed they have two rookie quarterbacks in jacob easem and sam ellinger um that they drafted both they've been raving about looked phenomenal in the spring, but, you know, they were the favorite in Week 1 against Seattle. If they're going into this with Brent Hundley or one of those two rookies Week 1, um, they're going to be at least a three-point underdog. And I think the scary part for them is that they have one of the tougher schedules in football the first five, week, five weeks of the season, and they play Tennessee in those first five weeks. So a slow start could be doom. but they do play in a division with both Jacksonville and Houston, so I think that helps a little bit but real quick, guys, they were one of the teams that everybody loved in the offseason. I mean, coming into the, you know, when we put up regular season wins and futures, they were one of the teams that was kind of batting. Everybody liked them. They were kind of that vogue team that everybody was leaning towards over in the win total because of that addition with Carson Wentz. Without him, that clearly changes the dynamic for the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Chuck Esposito's joining a Sunset Station. Many, many years, and the station properties all around the valley. Chuck, now based out at Red Rock, a beautiful facility, and we're kicking the tires on a lot of cool things with football coming, Chuck. It gets here so fast, and the work you have to do on it. We wanted to kick the tires with you on some more football news with preseason football coming up, and we invite anybody coming to town. You want to get the STN mobile app. Believe me, and it's updating brand new, up to a $500 sign-up bonus. It's the convenience of the sportsbook at your fingertips. And if you're coming in from out of town, I'm telling you, give it a shot. You'll really, really like it. Stay with the local state. Stay at one of the station's properties around the valley. Coming right back with Chug Esposito and Stevie Slapshot, I'm Brian Blessing, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing. Stevie Slapshot is here, and we're going to talk NFL props. I think that'll be a good idea. Some of the cool things that are being offered over at Stations Casinos on I'm the STNF. On oh, we got lots of them. Chuck Esposito and the gang do such a great job. Thought it'd be fun to talk props. Let's see, Chuck. the Quarterbacks, you got a bevy of stuff that's up there. I mean, the work you put into the props... Aaron Rodgers is finally on the board, right? So look at this. Aaron Rodgers, minus 15 cents either way, over under 4,550 and a half yards. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, I think it's great. I think really it's more the hub team. I mean, the hub team here, um, Kenny and – and Brad and all the guys here have done an outstanding job of putting all these uh, props up this year. And uh, really kudos to, to the, the HUB team here for putting everything together and getting these ready and, uh, you know, having fun with it and, and giving our guests something to look at for football season. So uh, it's as much fun for us, I think, as, as the guests on the other side to look at it. Um, but really uh, all the credit goes to the HUB guys here have done an outstanding job.
1: You know, fantasy football is such a big thing now. And I'm, I have always maintained It helps me handicapping sports. I mean, I'm paying attention to games that are 45-10, you know, in the fourth quarter like they're tied because you've got something on the hook from a fantasy football perspective. But it's funny, the props that are up for the Super Bowl, 300 strong, now we get season-long props, props for individual games. But there's a defined strategy, Chuck, and these are the kind of things you're taking into account behind the counter, in many respects, like, say, for the Super Bowl, the individuals that are going over the totals are actually players that are on the losing side. So, I mean, you look at quarterbacks maybe are on, you know, so-so teams. You're sitting there saying they're going to be behind the majority of time. I'll just throw this out. When fantasy football first started, I, in the first round, took Vinny Testaverde with Tampa Bay. These guys laughed at me. I won the league because they were down 21 nothing, you know, every game. And then there comes Testaverde throwing 48 times a game. These are all the kind of things you got to take into account, Chuck, when you're putting these numbers up.
3: Yeah, absolutely, B. I, I think, you know, you, you have to look at that, and we're in such an information era. There's so much of that out there, and to look at and strength the schedule and where you think a a team will be uh, later in the season? Do they have, you know, a backup? Are they a better running team? Do they kind of take the air out of the ball late? Um, So there's so many things that we're looking at, but our guests on the other side of the counter are so much more educated now. And, you know, they look at this stuff and, uh, and, you know, I think they have fun with it too, but there's a lot of work that, that goes into these props. And again, I can't stress enough, you know, how fortunate we are to have a great group of of guys here in the hub team and put all these together. And, and, uh, you know, I've been bent into already, and it's a long season, and we'll see how it all plays
1: out. I'm just going to the running backs Aaron Jones with Green Bay, 1,050 a thousand fifty and a half yards. Kamara, 940 and a half yards. Gibson. Let's see here. Gibson, 1,025 and a half yards. How about Eckler? That's an interesting one, 815 and a half yards. It, it's tough to get a gauge, Chuck, when, you know, guys. A guy like Eckler could have a great season. The one thing with him, he's got like an injury history that you have to take into account that when you're putting a number up,
3: Yeah, I think a guy like Eckler and and Kamara and, and maybe even Gibson, there's so much of their game that just isn't rushing that it's also receiving. And I think even Kareem Hunt in that mix, who many times they take Nick Chubb off the field, um, and Kareem hunts that guy um, who's getting that third down short pass that he turns into a big play. So there's there's probably about four or five guys. I think McCaffrey can be in that mix too. That really are kind of a dual threat, um, which maybe take away a little bit of their rushing uh, yes you know yardage because they get so much through the air as well. But that's kind of the thought process that goes through. Um, all of these guys. Epler was hurt a lot last year. Kamara's had some injury problems, but finished so so strong. Um, that makes it, you know, interesting. and makes you really think about all these props um, that are on the board. I'm looking forward to see how you know uh, Najee Harris does this year. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, Henderson now with the Rams being kind of the guy. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunities uh, to look at some of these props. And how about the head-to-head ones, guys? Joe Mixon against Aaron Jones, uh, Najee Harris against Josh uh, Jacobs, Chubb against Elliott. I think those are kind of cool as well um, to kind of look at. Henry against Delvin Cook, we had a lot of fun putting those up too.
1: Oh, well, I can – I was assume this would be a simple math one, but Henry over 1,550 and a half yards, and Cook was 1,375 and a half yards. But it's great that you can say – Okay, I don't want to do either guy, but you can maybe spin it off and jump into that head-to-head matchup.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at both those two guys, and, I mean, they're going to get the ball a lot. I mean, there's there's so many teams in the league right now that use kind of a committee. I mean, even, you know, the Raiders adding, adding Drake to the mix, and so it's not just Jacobs anymore. And many teams have kind of a dual threat. But when it comes to the the Titans and the Vikings, those are two teams that have one guy, and that's Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, and I think that's what makes that prop really interesting.
2: What about uh, field goal kickers, uh, Chuck? Do, do you, uh, in, in, in looking at a field goal kicker, do you like Brian was talking about with, with teams that are behind and those quarterbacks getting more yards? Is a field goal kicker on a team that has trouble scoring touchdowns is he more valuable than the guy with the stronger leg do you
3: do you, do you use do you use kickers we, we don't have a, a kicker prop up, but it's not something we won't look at. I mean, when you talk about kickers, I mean, it just came out today that, you know, Will Lutz is going to miss, you know, at least half the season, It may be longer. I mean, you've got a kicker with a core muscle injury. Um, you yeah, That's a big loss for the Saints. I mean, you take a guy like, you know, we know they're not going to have breeds in the mix anymore. You've got some young quarterbacks there. Michael Thomas is hurt. And then you take away one of the best kickers in the league, in Lutz, I mean, that offense might be dramatically different. So I think when you look at these props, and even getting back to your point earlier, Brian, about fantasy leagues, um, you can kind of take a look at Camara, and he's going to be probably asked to do a whole heck, heck of a lot more um, without, Lutz, without Lutz, Thomas, and uh, Drew Brees in the lineup.
1: I'm curious, Chuck. In Nevada, the rules have changed from a gaming perspective. So it's been... You know, a handful of years now that in the Super Bowl, anything that was judged or voted on other than boxing was really not something that was offered. But now one of the biggest bets has turned into, when the Super Bowl gets here, the MVP of the game. And you've got a prop up for the MVP in the season. Mahomes, 4-1. to one. The field's actually 4-1. to one. Rodgers plus 850, Josh Allen 9 to 1, Tom Brady 9 to 1. The other main guys, let's say Russell Wilson plus 950, Kyler Murray plus 950. Does that correlate out, Chuck, that that is such a popular wager in the Super Bowl that this becomes one of the really popular props? And I'm assuming that you would adjust this and this would be one that you keep up all year?
3: Yeah, I would think the same. Be uh, interesting enough that Patrick Mahomes has actually gone up, and the one thing that's gone down considerably is the field. It was double that price when we opened it. So you know, I, I think you look for value and you look for you know potential guys that could emerge and have great seasons. I kind of look at the middle of the pack a little bit. I mean, you think about a uh, Matt Stafford and and you know what they have now in with the Rams. You've got uh, you added Deshaun Jackson to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. We know that they're not going to have, you know, Cam Akers there. So uh, Henderson is the guy there, but maybe they're going to throw a lot more, and he's going to have that Super Bowl caliber defense and put him in a better position. You know, Baker Mayfield does he take that next step with a healthy Odell Beckham? Um, so I think you look at some value kind of in the middle of the board there um, to see how some of these guys do.
1: Well, it's funny you have the wide receiver props as well, and as is the case with any long term future bet. You know, a lot of people maybe look towards the under on a lot of the stuff because injuries and bad things happen. The one that's interesting to me is Amari Cooper, 1,190 and a half yards. He had 1,114 last year. And I'm not wishing ill will on anybody. He could go bananas. But I know that he's had the plantar fasciitis stuff in his feet. And I'd overact That don't go away. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's amazing all the little things you got to think about when you put these things up.
3: Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, not only that, but you think about Cooper and, you know, he was close to that 11.90 and a half last year, and that was with only having 5 games with Dak Prescott. I think the key though there is not only the injury history, but you've got Michael Gallup in a contract year who, you know, he wants a new contract either from the Cowboys or someone else, and the guy that has really shined for them is second-year player CD Lamb who isn't only lining up in the slot now, he's, he's actually lining up wide as well. This is a guy that can take the top off defenses and might become the guy um, if there's a healthy Dak Prescott. So you have to look at all these things and, and look at how a team maybe spreads the ball out. Um, before you added C.D. Lamb, I think you had you know just question marks. Who was that third wide out? And it was all Cooper and then Gallup. Now you've got three really talented guys there. So I think that's something to think about as well when you look at some of the props with Cowboys. receivers.
1: Great stuff, Chuck. Tell them about the the last man standing contest. Football's coming, bud.
3: Uh, We love the last man standing. Our signature contest, guys, uh, it's a $25 entry fee. Four entries gets you for 100, dollars get you the fifth entry free, $150,000 guaranteed in the pros, $100,000 guaranteed in college. Win them both, a cool bonus of 750, dollars making it a million dollars. Hello. Last man standing. Get signed up today.
1: Great stuff, Chuck. As always, thanks for joining us. We're coming right back to Vegas on Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you from the KSHB studios in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Sirius Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. I've been doing this a lot of years. It looks like it. You okay? Yeah, point well taken. I am I had no <laughs> comeback. But it's radio. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter.
2: That's uh, why I do
1: radio. I'm trying to think all these years. I never. I don't think I've ever had the hiccups, like when you're on the air. Yeah.
2: And
1: like during the commercial break, for about 30 seconds, I had the hiccups. I'm like, well, that's not good. I'm like, Stevie, get ready to sing show
2: tunes. Yeah. I'm, I've had it happen to me. With, with no, it went with, away. With, I yeah, yeah, no, I, I couldn't get mine to go away. I, the I, worst. I had no partner. It's not the worst. You ever do?
1: You learn the lesson. Peanut butter, <laughs> no, no bueno. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Crackers. Popcorn. Yeah. No. 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 Not good.
2: Oh, you know who? Do you know Bill King? Do you do you know of him? Uh, so so he worked in the Bay Area. Enlightened me. Okay. He he did he did Raiders games. He did Warriors games. He did uh, Oakland A's games, the, particularly during Warriors games. And he and this guy never stopped talking. He would have a bag of popcorn. He'd be shoving popcorn in his mouth while he's doing basketball <laughs> games. It was unbelievable. And you never know. No, no, I, I didn't know until I I went I actually went to a, a Warriors game and I saw him you know sitting courtside there broadcasting. I'm going, to go, look at he's eating popcorn. That's unbelievable. Because that stuff gets stuck in there, and you, and that causes issues if you're a broadcaster.
1: Wow, hey, how about this? Deshaun Watson's actually practicing. Ooh, that's surprising to what me. What do you think happens with that? No matter what, the league, the league's gonna shut him down, right? W-
2: what? Why? Why is the league making him? I, I understand on the one hand, but can't. Can't they just allow Houston to pay him and stay home? What what what's the issue with that? Why why is the league forcing Houston to to bring him into practice? The, the the Texans don't want him there for obvious reasons. All David Culley, the head coach, is saying is he's refusing to give details about
1: Watson's participation in practice. Nothing has changed with the quarterback. Is basically what they're saying. He's facing 22. 22- Active lawsuits. The minute there's any kind of clarity there, everything points to the Eagles.
2: Yeah, they they apparently have interest. I I I don't know. I don't know what to do with this thing. The the guy's are a really gifted athlete. Uh, when you, when you have 22 <laughs> lawsuits against you, something's going on.
1: Speaking of. A gifted athlete. If Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, I mean, he can bust it anytime he gets it, and the Giants' offensive line's got to be better. But boy, I mean, it's so frustrating. You know, you want to see a guy like that stay on the field and stay healthy. There's always that fine line. You never know. I mean, calling somebody a China doll, that's.
2: It's football, Brian. I mean, for crying out loud. Uh, I, I, I got a bad feeling about McCaffrey. I I just don't think that that is that he can stay healthy. I, I just I I see him getting injured again this year and uh, and in subsequent years. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be a short career for him. And I love the guy.
1: Oh, he's an incredible player. I yeah. mean, you think of, think who are the guys that come to mind? Like the guy with the Cowboys, Lee. Right. I mean. Well, look at an look incredible like his whole career. Yeah, incredible
2: difference maker. Right, went in, went out. Yeah, we we've seen several middle linebackers. there were two with Carolina, Morgan, and then keekley that just couldn't stay healthy, and they were fantastic middle linebackers.
1: The one I'm really interested to see this year is McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Okay, get hurt. All right. Fine. And football players get hurt. Right. But he does so much. Mm -hmm. He has the football in his hands so much. Mm -hmm. And if longevity's a thing, God bless him. But when a guy's he's got it in his hands that much. That's why the other guy I always think about, and you think of the game today, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray specifically, Mm -hmm. they're not Big guys. No. Okay. Like Josh Allen is, he's a monster. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean he can't get chopped down by a linebacker or a DB, you know, hit some low or something. But I always think of like RG3. Right. You know, I mean, he was a crash test dummy. Yeah. And his career just went off the tracks. It did. But he was like, wow, look at this. Yeah. That's the only thing is trying to project. You know how do they hold up? Like May like Mayfield doesn't run as much as those guys. Right. Am I missing something? I mean, he's not diminutive, but what do you think he is? Six one?
2: Who, who? Mayfield? Mayfield? Yeah, I'd say around six one. Maybe six maybe, two. Maybe they 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 all. It's it's funny how you know the guys on the offensive and defensive line can make quarterbacks look smaller than they than they really are. It wouldn't surprise me if he's six two. What about Cam six one? All right. What about Cam Newton? There, there there's another guy who was fantastic early, right, and then and then wore down pretty quickly, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah, no. I mean, he, he takes a pounding.
2: Sure. Well, when you run that much, the well, the other guy,
1: and he's a different animal now. It's almost like. It's kind of a West Coast thing a little bit now with Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Because you think all those years, Roethlisberger was unbelievable shedding tacklers. Yeah. Like, he would just swat the first guy away. Yeah. Or two guys could have him, and he'd have a stiff arm out, holding the guy off. And he'd be able to get a pass off. But you got two guys holding you up. What do you think's about to happen? <laughs> that means the third guy's coming. Yeah, right. Exactly. And you know, Roethlisberger, the durability. I mean, he's older. He's stationary. But he was that way in college. But he was a monster. I mean, yeah. I guess the point is the bigger guys right. have that shelf life. I, I'm not again saying anything, you know, untoward's going to happen to mm-hmm. these guys, but I'd be. It's in the back of my mind that they're not the biggest guys in order. Like Lamar Jackson it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't hit what you can't catch. But the day, and, and it's not coming anytime soon, but when he slows down a step or two, right? again, the, the RG3
2: thing comes to mind where these linebackers will take your head right off your shoulder. Yep, and and, and, and one little nick will slow you down, and then, and then you're never the same. You know who also what was like Roethlisberger was Rivers. A good good size guy, um, he would stand in the pocket, take the hit uh, to to get to get the ball out. The the guy I think is going to be like that is is Herbert for the Chargers. And and if I'm the Chargers coach, I'm telling him that the less running on your own, right? And and don't and when you do run, get out of bounds at your first opportunity. Do not take anyone on.
1: I think he can tuck it and run. Is is this reasonable? Like from a, a comparisons. Point mm. size-wise, he reminds me of Allen. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, right? Yep. Yep. That he's got the mobility, he throws on the run, he's got a cannon for an arm, but I don't think the frame suits him to want to be running it as much as Josh Allen does.
2: Not as much as Josh Allen, no. But but again, what, what I've seen, for, it's been a year, what, what I saw from him, uh, for the Chargers was when when he would run with the ball and there's some ability there. He's younger, yet along the sidelines he would take on a linebacker or a defensive back. Just walk out of bounds, buddy. Don't 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 please don't take the hit. You're too important to us. And I would say the same thing to Allen. If you're in the middle of the field when, when you know as as the guy's approaching you, get down. If you're along the sidelines, get out of bounds. I I know that's not you know macho. But, but we need you for the long haul in, in, in both cases. Don't Please do not take those unnecessary hits. To get football back, and yeah, we can bet on it.
1: But it was cool to watch football for a little bit, and then you're sitting there, and yep, it's every bit as ordinary as I thought it would be. Just, I mean, the way the game was being played. But there were still moments of it that it was fun to see them lining up, running around, passing, running, whatever. The first week of preseason football, I am interested to see Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Fields, Lance, the Jones kid in New England. You get all this, oh, they've looked great in practice and this and that. Okay, great. I want to see them. Even I don't care who they're lining up against, you know, because the eyeball test can at least point you in the right direction. Like I said, Maybe Tua takes this great leap forward in year two. I have an opinion formed on he'll be fine, but I just don't know. I could be wrong. It's only one year. Yeah, I don't know that Elite is going to be part of that equation. I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, I don't get that feeling from him either. I I just – the deep ball doesn't seem to be there, and that's what this league is all about now. It, it, all, all the rules – or um, are, are in place uh, for the NFL to get the ball down the field, and and Tua doesn't feel like that kind of guy to me as a quarterback. I I wonder if he's not better served as you know a, a punt returner, kick returner, some some kind of slot back situation, the occasional quarterback. Um, you know, uh, Tua.
1: Yeah. I don't think he's a kick returner. He's not fast enough. All right. I I just the hip injury. I know what you're saying. I think the one guy, the Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was a quarterback in college. Yeah, he's I mean, a stud tight end now.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, there, there, there's there's guys that you could that you could see could do that. I, yeah, I don't I, I don't know about two. I I am interested to see um, these guys, the, the, the quarterbacks that just got drafted, uh, play in the preseason and and uh, see see what I think of them against NFL players, even if they're not first string NFL players.
1: It's the way off deal, and it's the obligatory blah, blah, blah. But I'll throw it at you just for chuckle's sake. I don't know if I've got an opinion yet. Well, it's hard. Who would you say today? Today's in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. The AFC's deep. It is. I still, I still like Kansas City. I, I like the coaching there. I, I like the players that they have.
1: Um, Tennessee remains with that running game mm-hmm. a very intriguing theme yeah. to me. I like the coaching. There I like too. the thing I like about Buffalo, other than the team itself, is that they've gotten the they've had two opportunities last year. They're going to get another game with Kansas City this year. I think that's big. If you say that's the team we have to beat to get another sample of how do we do it may benefit them at the end of the year.
2: Yep, Buffalo's a good team. The other team I think is going to be really, really good, but they're not a Super Bowl contender for me. I like the Cleveland Browns. I like the coaching staff. I'm, I like Mayfield. He I'm, doesn't try to do too much.
1: I could be way wrong or way off on this. Of the teams, they strike me as the one that's capable of slight regression. They're Cleveland? The, it's the weight of expectations now, okay. which they've never had before. All right, coming back, Stevie's got some injuries for you on Sportsbook Radio.
0: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: Good stuff on a Monday. A couple hours of fun frivolity with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Farrell coming up top of the hour on the network. Vegas Hockey Hotline locally, KSHP.com, listen live function. Stevie and I, and our buddy Ballpark, VGK Frank's coming in as well. And we'll take your phone calls on Vegas Hockey Hotline. Good stuff with Chuck Esposito, hour number two, from Stations Casinos. Mike Lewis, appreciate him jumping on. From the Sun Coast in
2: hour number one, take us home, Stevie. We got some injuries. Let's start in the National Football League. Brian for New England, Hunter Henry shoulder injured yesterday. He's getting an MRI today, so that's going to mean some time missed. We don't know how long yet. For New Orleans, Will Lutz has a core muscle injury. He's going to go ahead and get surgery. He's going to miss around eight weeks at least. For the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley, knee is expected to be activated today and expected to practice today, right away. For Washington, Curtis Samuel with a groin. He is out indefinitely. In Major League Baseball, for the New York Mets, Javi Baez, hip, injured Sunday. He's undergoing medical testing today. He's questionable Tuesday versus the Nationals. That's terrible. For those Nationals, Juan Soto with a knee. He has pinch hit the last two games. He's questionable Tuesday against the Mets. For Tampa, Randy Arena, COVID protocols could be back in the lineup Tuesday versus Boston. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, Justin Turner. A groin left Sunday's game. According to Dave Roberts, he's going to miss some games. And Glaber Torres. I hurt his thumb yesterday. He's getting an MRI. I make him doubtful for today's game against Kansas. City. Hey,
1: don't forget, you're coming in from out of town. You go downtown, the Golden Nugget. Go see Tony Miller. They got the standalone book, the mobile app, and the great happy hours at the Cadillac Cantina. And the Chart House. Good eating down there. Super Contest. They're taking entries over at the Super Book. Super Contest weekend. August 27th. We'll be doing Vegas Sportsbook Radio there. The golf tournament. On Saturday the 28th, if you're coming in, 90 bucks to play the LVCC. And that's a screaming deal. We are out of here. Scott Farrell's next, top of the hour on the network. Great job, Stevie. Thanks to Chris Bavona back in New York. We'll play it back again tomorrow,
0: same time, same place.